0: right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Lakeisha Jones with PH Balance, and I am here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly things that occur in relationships of all types, parenting, romantic, family, work relationships, and don't forget those infamous situationships. And today we have a real treat. We have the the woman who is behind the reason that I'm out here podcasting is now here as our guest. We got company, y'all. I want y'all to welcome Lillian Harshaw. She is many things. She is a woman of faith, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a sister, a daughter, a friend, a businesswoman, an inspiring author, and the host of the newest faith-based podcast, Worldly Church Girl. Give it up. Welcome, Lillian. Thank you for coming out to see us today. Listen, tell us a little bit more about Worldly Church Girl. Worldly Church Girl is a podcast I started late last year, and it was mainly to start a platform for the book I was writing, Worldly Church Girl. Um, just like God, he flipped it and said, no, you're going to use this podcast, and it's going to change everything. So um, the podcast took over and the book kind of sat to the wayside. Uh, the podcast is faith-based, but it's not uh, your typical faith-based podcast. It, I interview people from all walks of life who have a strong faith in kingdom work, but they do all types of work that people wouldn't think that kingdom people are a part of. From being an author, to being in the music industry, to starting their own companies, to starting their own podcasts, to any and everything you can think of, they're just God-fearing people who are doing a mighty work in this world. And with some fun sprinkling in. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I remember we had fun on the podcast where you interviewed me. And I remember the question you asked me is if I walked into a room what song would I want? And at first I'm thinking like, whoa, what song would I want to play if I'm walking in a room? And of course, me being a minister, the first song that comes to mind isn't a Christian song. It's a, she's a bad Mama jamma. Why? Yes. <laughs> and I loved it. And that's the question I ask everybody. I'm not going to answer that question for myself mm-hmm. until my hundredth episode. Okay. So maybe, maybe I should do that on your show. You could. Yeah. I could do that on your show. That would be nice. Let's so, do yeah. it. Okay. So that question, it's funny because the answer is always what you wouldn't think someone would say. Like yourself, mm-hmm. being a minister, you would never think bad Man" jamma will come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But I've had someone say it's Sanford and Son theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, let me I see. Hear <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have uh, the Marvel soundtrack mm-hmm. as their theme song. I had, um, oh God, any and everything. Uh, this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. Just It just depends. And these are, you know, music is music. I don't care what your background and the life or your faith is. You know, music is music. So. Absolutely. I mean, of course, always the the writer of the music and the singer, they have their own meaning and their own purpose for why they um, created that music. But the person listening to it is going to bring their own meaning into it when they're listening to it. It, it touches everyone differently. So that's important. Um, so listen, y'all, let me tell y'all, if you have not checked out Worldly Church Girl, you definitely have to. She has a lot of great different people on there. And like she said, it's a variety. So make sure you go and check her out. Worldly Church Girl. She's on Apple um, podcast, Spotify, all the major pla- podcast platforms, you can find her on them. So go on and check her out, Worldly Church Girl. So now let's get to today's topic, right? Let's talk about dating. So here we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with relationships and dating. Dating can be very, very difficult these days because dating doesn't look like it did back in the day. You know, back in the day, you might have had for the ladies, we had the gentleman callers or they had the gentleman callers because I wasn't around them. Um, (laughs) but they had the gentleman callers (laughs) that would be interested. It's usually a, you know, nice young man within the the same vicinity. They may go to church together. They may, you know, work together or they may know each other just from being in the area together. And then life kind of changed. We started building up communities where more people lived in more spaces and you travel out further than what you normally did. And people just don't meet the same. We transition from the person in the community or you went to school with getting to know you to meeting them at the club or meeting them at church or at work to now we've got this amazing thing called technology, right? Right. And people are dating, um, they're finding love online, you know, and some people will say that's not for me and others will say, you know, let's try it out. But different people have different experiences. And when it comes to dating and finding love, there's so many different layers. So I want you to share with our listeners today, your story on how you met your husband. Okay. Now look, here's the thing. (laughs) Um, Just like everybody else in the dating, I tried everything under the sun from dating someone from church dating someone off Facebook, mm-hmm. dating someone that I used to go to high school with. Try that twice. Okay. <laughs> both, both epic fails, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Listen, uh, I could I could give you stories. <laughs> so I I I asked the Lord, I said, look, Lord, I'm tired. This is what I want. I'm sick of this. I'm tired of all these Yahoos and Rudy Poots. I need you to send me the one. Mm-hmm. So I got on an online dating site. Never in a million years would I thought I would have done that. Mm-hmm. So I got on the wedding um, on the dating site, and I said, "Lord, you got one billing cycle." <laughs> I know that's right. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna pay money. for the No, I'm not paying for these Yahoos because. It's dangerous out there. And mm-hmm. I wasn't meeting these guys. I would, I would talk to him on the site first. And if I felt somewhat comfortable, I would give him my phone number. And let me tell you, it took about maybe three days to find out time to block them already. So when I met Marcus on this website, um, the only thing he had, he kept liking my pictures and I'm like, okay, this guy's not saying anything. He's just liking my pictures. So I went on his profile and the only thing he had on there is for a woman that he was interested in was a woman who gardens. I don't like outdoors. So I was like, okay, well, I don't even know why he's on my page. Cause <laughs> cause I'm not the outdoors girl. Mm-hmm. So he finally reached out and he said something to me and, you know, told me that he liked my pictures. And he said, I like, he said, you look pretty in that purple shirt, Lillian. Now, you know, on those websites, you have an alias name. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I thought was, okay, he's a stalker. He's a creepers. Maybe somebody he knows saw my picture and was like, her name is Lillian. Mm-hmm. Cause he was from a different city. And I was like, how do you know my name? He said, it's on your picture. Oh, wow. I actually posted a picture on there with my name on there and didn't even realize it. I said, you're the only person that saw that. So much spoke volumes, attention. he mm-hmm. paid attention. So we got to talking and he was like, well, let's meet for lunch. And he drove to the town I lived in it was about an hour and a half. He took the day off from his job and met me for lunch. Mm-hmm. And, um, I told him we're all black. I was just being funny because I wear all black all the time. So I told him we're all black. He wore all black and we met and we had a really good lunch and i was like well we'll see if i hear from him again he's like well you want to go to the movies i was like okay so then we went to the movies and then um we hung out for like for most of the night absolute gentleman he went back home I, of course i had my buddy on standby i was like okay this is where we are this is where we're going and now i'm back home and long story short because it's already long uh we our first date was February 2nd. Mm-hmm. We were engaged Christmas Day. Oh wow. And then we got married May 2nd. Oh. Yeah. That's an awesome story. <laughs> that so, is an yeah. awesome story. And you know, yeah. the funny thing is, as you may mention in the beginning, that, you know, online dating can be dangerous. You know, the unfortunate part is we have had women who have met someone online gone out to meet them and don't return and then their bodies are found later or they're still missing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't want to just leave it to women because you got some crazy, um, you know, it's not just crazy men out there. We got some crazy women out here too. That's if they're not stalking um, or then they might be the ones killing men too, or trying to um, so the the craziness can go both ways, mm-hmm. but I feel you, you know, definitely one billing cycle because listen, <laughs> even without the online dating, you have some jack leg jokers out here that, you know, like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, what makes you think I'm that, that chick? It's right. I'm not <laughs> that chick. Like, wrong one. No. The, the, no. Try down the street, the she left. might be there. <laughs> throw left, right, whatever it is, you need to go to the next one, because this ain't that. <laughs> exactly, you know, so it's, you know, and that's the thing, like, right now, you have a mixture of feelings when it comes to online dating, you have people who've had great experiences, you've had people who haven't had such good experiences, then you have the some people that are clutching their pearls, like, oh, I would never, you know, but let me tell you, when you're dating and you want to have companionship and want to spend time with someone getting online and dating is not being desperate and a lot of people have the misconception that going online dating is being desperate it's not being desperate you just have some people who will get online and they think that the individuals that they're liking the pictures of or or chatting with they think that they're desperate because they're reaching out online But sometimes a person is reaching out online because listen, I don't want to have to go sit at no bars to try to meet nobody. All the jokers at my church are either married or 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 too old, or um, I just they're not attractive. So that no, I'm not killing them. (laughs) You know, and um, and and I I'm busy, I got stuff to do. So yeah, online dating might suit me a little bit better. And there's no shame in that. And people shouldn't have to feel ashamed. And as we see with you, The outcome can be great. You can find that person that is your soulmate, Mm -hmm. that is going to love you and that is going to cherish you and is going to be your king. You know, you found the man whose rib you possess, and that's an amazing thing. You yes. know, so I'm I'm excited for you and I'm hoping that somebody, some lady or some man that's listening that has been like, listen, this dating game is like old, I can't figure it out, that they'll actually take the steps and try the online dating. But I do want to say this to all them jokers that's out there that's using the online dating to try to get a booty call or whatever, come on now. That is so high school, it's time to grow up. Yes. If you Absolutely. are looking for a relationship. And you saying that on your profile, be honest with that and live that. But if you're just looking for some booty, be honest with that and live your truth. I can but respect don't that a a lot more. I respect that a lot more if a man just say, I'm just looking for somebody to kick it with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then then fine. Good. Then I can make that decision if I want to be your kicking person or if I'm to step aside. Let me, cho- I- let me choose. And I'm going to step to the side. uh, And I'm going to step to the mm, side because I ain't trying to kick. And that's what I told Marcus when we were talking. I said, if you're looking for somebody to kick it with, we might as well hang up right now Mm because that's not who I am. And he was like, no. And what's funny, I should have told this part of the story. I actually tried to block him (laughs) and and the button wouldn't work look at God. <laughs> I said, I know the Lord was like, what are, what are you doing? You told me to send you somebody. <laughs> I hear he is. And you sitting there trying to hit this block burst. Girl, I was blocking people left and right on that site. And I just felt like he's another creeper, just liking pictures and not saying nothing. So mm-hmm. yeah, trying to block him. Well, listen, let me just tell you, um, one thing that I've learned is um, when we ask for things, we have to be very specific on what we are asking for, Um, men and women alike. If you are looking for somebody to be a partner with, somebody to be, um, you know, to spend your time with, be specific on what you are looking for. And I mean, down to the nitty gritty, be specific there, you know, there are certain standards that you have certain desires that you have. You have to be specific that that person will be able to meet them and you'll be able to meet theirs Mm -hmm. as well. Cause that's important, you know? Um, So going forward with you and Marcus dating, how um, receptive was your family you have daughters, how receptive of, um, of them were they for the fact that you met this man online? I didn't tell them that we met <laughs> online because the few people I told, like you said, they instantly judge because mm-hmm. I told a couple people at my church and they was like online, you know, they, they, they may act like I just, you know, smoked a joint in front of them and a drink. They was like online. I was like, yeah, I met him online. <laughs> you better be careful. I'm like, I am I mm-hmm. didn't tell them, um, where I met him, but they liked him from the get go. Cause mm-hmm. he was just so sweet and so genuine. And even before he asked me to marry me, he asked them first. Oh, that's he, sweet. he, he took them Christmas shopping, you know, that's what he told me. I'm gonna take the girls Christmas shopping so we can get you something for Christmas. I was like, Oh, okay. And he he asked them. I think it was like two weeks before christmas mm-hmm. and i should have known because my daughter was acting real extra she had her cell phone out and like i'm recording this memory i'm like okay why we've never recorded christmas before and now all of a sudden you want to record christmas whatever <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so no they was really and here's the um uh, his family let me give you his history his wife passed away with cancer Mm -hmm. but he's very close to his wife's family Mm -hmm. that's like his second family because they were married for I think 18 years Mm -hmm. and um when I met them they accepted me with complete and open arms they started calling me their sister the um the grandkids was calling me grandma Aww. and this was before we got married and mm-hmm. they and they were just like we just love her and here's the uh, and yeah i'm gonna say it here's the thing his wife was white mm-hmm. so this was the the white in-laws mm-hmm. so they're like they're calling me sister and grandma and come on over and when you're coming back in town and this that another and it, and then even his children was very uh, accepting of me. And then my church just kind of forgot about me and started loving all on him. And <laughs> so <laughs> it was just, that's how we, I just knew that the Lord stepped in because mm-hmm. it was just, there was no bumps. There was no hiccups. There was just nothing but grace throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out he loved God to us all shoot. Look at you, Jesus. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. We have a winner. <laughs> like, wait a minute. We used to talk on the phone and he start quoting scriptures verbatim. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold up. Wait, are we having church on the phone, man? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say check on the checklist? This was a must and it has been reached. <laughs> now, okay. So yeah, I mean, online dating is scary, but dating period is scary. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter where you, you know, just because he's in church, don't I mean you got you a good one. Absolutely. You, you are absolutely right. Because the reality of it is, is that people in church are people and, you know, they have stuff with them. They have things they need to be delivered from. They have things that they need to heal from. Um, and that's why, you know, as many as there are people who don't want to admit that it happens, but domestic violence occurs with people in the church. Um, you have had pastors who have unfortunately been the offender and the victim of domestic violence, as well as any other person within the church, regardless of what position or you know what they do in the church. So it does happen. And it's not because of the church. It is because that individual is dealing with a sense of brokenness. And a sense of insecurity. And until they learn how to work through it, they're going to do the things that they do. And that just comes with human beings, period. Um, You know, one of the things that I do appreciate the fact that you said, I'm just gonna say it, was that, you know, your husband's um, in laws um, from his first marriage were white. And, you know, in this day and time, it is good to hear stories. Of people who are white that are truly loving and non-judgmental and um, and are not threatened by black people, they love us, you know, and respect us. So that is um, that is good. And I love how they embraced you, regardless of what their race was. That's an awkward position to be in um, because you kind of feel like you're walking in the shadow of you know a deceased spouse. But to have their family embrace you and love you as part of their family as well is an awesome thing. And that just goes to the various layers that come with love. You know, when you're in relationships, those relationships are not just limited to you and the person that you're with. If you're a parent or if they're a parent, you have the layers of the children and how it impacts the the children, whether the children are young or they're adults. You have the impact of their family members and your family members. And I mean, let's be real, sometimes you can go into situations and one side of the family don't like the other person at, at all. Right, so, you know, and right. that can cause controversy. Right. Exactly, that can right. cause controversy because you could be uncomfortable going over there, and it could cause some issues within your relationship because you may feel like, you know, what did you see what your mama said to me? Did you not hear that? You hear how your mama? Why you ain't defend me? You know, right? right. <laughs> you know, so stuff, <laughs> and that goes both ways. You know, um, when a, when one party in the relationship doesn't feel respected they feel the need to tell their partner, hey, why didn't you have my back? Why didn't, you know, because then it feels like you don't love me because you're not willing to protect me. But then Mm -hmm. you've got the dynamics of the family, which is a whole nother conversation um, that are in play on why they didn't or why they can't, you know. So it's definitely important. A lot of different um, layers that go with (sighs) relationships. And when it comes to online dating, um, I think it just makes the layers a little more difficult because there's so many things that, everybody doesn't understand and nobody wants to feel judged because they, they wanted part, um, you know, companionship, you know, Um, just because you look online doesn't mean that you're desperate, you know, and just because you're looking online um, for those that are listening that are online dating um, it doesn't mean that you're loose or that you have to be, you know, the one thing that I, um, I want to see and just in a moment of transparency, I've tried out the online dating um and when I truly say that i've come across some jack leg jokers, I mean I have come across some jack leg jokers. I was talking to one guy, and um i wasn't sharing my actual telephone number i have I had an app that I actually had a number that would ring to my phone, so i wasn't giving my number out mm-hmm. and so one particular guy gave my number to, and you know we chatted back and forth, no big deal um very surface conversation. And then here comes one night at about sometime after midnight, I get a text message from this person saying, I'm horny. No, well, good for you. I don't <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't get the message until the next morning when I get up to get ready for work. But I look at this phone and I'm seeing this message. So my response to him is really right. And then he sends a sad face. No, not a sad face. Please call. And when he called, I explained to him, I said, I'm happy that you're horny, but I'm not the chick for you. You know, <laughs> listen, understand this. I told you who I was coming into this. Right. I told you where I stand coming into this. And yet and still, you felt the need to disrespect me. So Testing keep it moving. The testing the waters. he right. was really sincere with that. Well, honey, let me tell you, you call me baby shark. Cause, um, <laughs> I had to bite it off. We're done. I cannot do it. Um, I'm sorry. I mm. cannot like, you're not going to, the one thing I can say for me is I spent a lot of years not recognizing and knowing my worth. So I didn't walk in it. And because I didn't walk in it, I allowed myself to be disrespected and I contributed to the disrespect because I didn't know my worth, but I know my worth and I'm going to walk in my worth. And if you can't walk with me in my worth, you can't breathe the same air as me going over there, social distance, whatever you got to do, but get away. Now you better free to it. say that.
1: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> so it re- is- there,
0: was, there was this guy before I met Marcus on that same site and he, uh, we didn't exchange numbers, but I gave him my Facebook page mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know how Facebook page, unfortunately you can call people. Mm-hmm. So he called me cause I told him I would call him later cause he gave me his number. I said, well, I'll call you later. I'm going to my friend's birthday party. And it was maybe an hour later. He called me through Facebook is this the type of woman you are? I'm like, what? He said, I've been waiting on your phone call and you ain't called me. Is this the type of relationship we're gonna have? I said, what? And block. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, be careful out there, y'all. Yes, be careful. Indeed. But but like you said, don't just be like not for it. Yeah. I mean, if you try church and you try. Starbucks and the library, wherever else you want to go, why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think when a person is dating, um, and they're meeting someone online, when you finally do the, the face-to-face, it shouldn't be after the first or second conversation. Have some time to have a conversation. Um, ask some questions. There are some things that you need to ask. Ask some questions. And then when you do meet, meet in a very public place. And don't be secretive with your family and friends. Somebody has got to know where you're going, who you're meeting and all that stuff. Because the reality of it is, is a dog can can always portray itself as being a cat on online. and okay. You won't know until you show up. You know, and right. um, and one of the things that I've learned though, that's online, like men say it all the time. They talk about women and and how we take these selfies and it makes us look slim and uh, makes mm-hmm. us, you know, look like this, that, and the third with these filters and stuff like that. But men know how to take the right angle pictures too to make themselves look tall and slim and debonair. But then in person, it don't be the same well, because <laughs> most of the time it's a high school or a college picture. Listen, I need a picture of this a... within the last six months. Okay. And yes. if you gained a COVID 15, 20, 30, 50, 60, I need you to take a picture that reflects that. Yes. Matter of fact, when, cause me and Marcus didn't meet until like a month after we were talking on that site. Mm-hmm. So matter of fact, I told him, I said, take a picture of yourself right now. He mm-hmm. was like, what? He said, I'm at work. I'm like, uh-huh. Take a picture of yourself <laughs> right now and send it to me. And he did. I said, okay, I'm not being catfished. Exactly. <laughs> because you, you, you right now means right now. So you know you're gonna know if they just send you some picture that's on their phone. No. Yeah. You said you're driving. <laughs> okay, pull over and take a picture right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I need to know, you know, um, and it's funny because I was talking to um, someone online. And, um, and we were texting back and forth and he said, do you mind if I call you, I just want to make sure that I'm not talking to, um, you know, he kind of gave the, the queen Latifah and set it off. Um, (laughs) the description, (laughs) I need to make sure you ain't got your cornrows going back with a cigarette behind your ear (laughs) with the baggy pants on. I want to make sure your voice is a little falsetto, (laughs) not all (laughs) bass. Exactly. It's like, look, I was like, oh, oh, so you think I'm over here trying to be Cleo, but (laughs) and it was funny, but I get it because you Mm -hmm. know what? Um, men have a lot to contend with when they're out there, you know? And I just think that, you know, when people are online dating, live your truth, whatever your truth is, live your truth. But if you are, you know, um, representing as you know lesbian bisexual gay transgender live your truth you know because not everybody ascribes to that so if that person is that's not their cup of tea give them the ability to make a choice to deal with you or not to deal with you, but yes. don't steal their choice by not living your truth and not being honest. You yes. know, same thing. If you're married, um, you know, be honest. I'm married. You might got somebody over here that's willing to be your side chick. I'm well, just not plenty out there. Oh, I'm sure, <laughs> but I'm just not her, you know, no, um, if you're separated, be honest about that, because the reality of it is, is when people are separated, there's always a possibility of reconciliation. So you don't want to get some, meet someone, spend time with them, and your emotions and your feelings get involved, and then, oh, I've decided to go back to my spouse. What? Really? What spouse? Yeah. Right. At least if, <laughs> if a person knows, because this is my thing. If you deliberately withhold information from me, and then I find out later, to me, you're a thief. Because you stole my choices. Mm-hmm. You stole my ability to choose whether or not I wanted to interact with you on the level that I'm interacting with you. You know, don't be a thief. Be honest. You know, put yeah. your stuff on the table, make it clear what it is, and let that other person decide yay or nay for themselves. So at least if they decide yes, they are mm-hmm. walking in eyes wide open and they know the possibilities. Now that reminds <laughs> me Marcus thought my hair was mine mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to educate him on the weavedom mm-hmm. of it all <laughs> I love it the weavedom because <laughs> he was like well because it his wife was white so he didn't you know know too much about weave weaveness and I said I have hair I said I have plenty of hair I said but my hair don't listen weave listens mm-hmm. so. That is, you know, part of the whole being transparent about everything. Yeah, I could have told him, yeah, it was mine. But then, you know, we meet and a track is hanging loose or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, what is that? It's <laughs> just <laughs> a little bit out of the control. You know, wasn't a good day. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I, I told him everything, like literally everything about my life. And mm-hmm. so did he. And I think that's what helped our relationship in the very beginning before we actually met we mm-hmm. had such a good conversation about telling each other about <coughs> excuse me about everything that we've been through uh relationship wise at the time he was just diagnosed with um stage three kidney infection mm-hmm. and he told me about that because he was, wanted me to know you know what i was getting into mm-hmm. and you know, I told them about my failed marriages. Yeah, with a an S, mm-hmm. and um, my children, and all that. And I let them know about my faith and what I would stand for, what I wouldn't stand for. And it was just cool selling. If you lay that foundation out, you'll weed them out pretty quick. Absolutely, you'll find out real fast who you need to uh, c- control Alt Delete. <laughs> right uh, d- backspace um <laughs> listen so and you know what what i want to say is that um you mentioned he told you that he was in stage 3 kidney um had a stage 3 kidney infection and mm-hmm. i know recently he has actually um received a successful kidney transplant so yes. congratulations on thank that. you thank yes. you yes have- god is good and it was during the COVID. It was like, mm-hmm. literally like when they shut down everything that, that week, mm-hmm. uh, we got a call that Saturday to drive up to Indianapolis to get his kidney. Mm-hmm. And I just lost it. I stood there and I cried and screamed. My daughter's come running out. What's wrong? And I'm like, Marcus has got his kidney. Let's go pack it up. Let's get out. We got to roll. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the sad part about it was because of COVID, I couldn't stay in the hospital with him. Mm-hmm. it was literally I checked him in we had to check into a hotel his surgery was that morning um we stayed i could stay in the uh, waiting room but
1: mm-hmm. as soon as
0: he was done they was like okay give him a kiss you can see him when he's discharged in five days wow so yeah but thank god and he's doing excellent excellent awesome. um God is good. God is truly good. He's, you know, I tell him now he's a crackhead now because he don't know how to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you run around the house breaking stuff so you can fix it back. I was like, will you get somewhere to sit down? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I not mad at him. He's excited about the, the new leash on life and being able to do things without having the limitations that the kidney infection gave. Yeah, so that's that's amazing. And I'm so happy for you all. And I'm happy to sit on the sidelines and, and, and watch <laughs> and see how things go. And maybe whenever I get me a. a a long-term boo or a husband and um we could do a double date double oh, vacation or something or another okay you know what's coming Shoot, yes you, you're a bad man Gemma. it's coming <laughs> just as fine as she can be look come <laughs> on now and not just physically fellas come uh, on now inside and out i don't yes. know can you handle it fellas that's that's the thing can you handle it listen you know and the funny thing that you say that um Cause I remember having a conversation with a, a male friend of mine and I'm just like, I don't understand what it is. Like guys will express interest in this and a third, but they don't stick around long. And he was like, you know, listen, you could be very intimidating, but how, I don't understand how. And he said, it's not a bad thing. It's just that you've been through some stuff and you ain't tolerate no nonsense. And when guys are coming playing games, they can see that you ain't about to tolerate their nonsense. So they going to get ghosts. That's a good yeah. thing. You want them to get ghosts. He said, what you have to do is you have to wait because a man ain't going to be intimidated by you. Not no real man. Only little boy is going to be intimidated by you. So I just want to say thank you to all the little boys that fled the scene <laughs> <sea> for <laughs> leaving space for that man that's supposed to be on scene. Come on now. I don't want no kindergarten. I want a college graduate. I'm trying to tell you. I need somebody I can have a conversation with. And that's important. Um, you mentioned too that Marcus and you had spoken online or or via text message for or or telephonically for a month before you met in person. And that's, I think, what's important is people taking their time to get to know that person. Sometimes individuals are so um, ready to be in that relationship, they're not taking their time. You know, if it is meant to be, it will be. But take your time. Don't be in a rush because when you're in a rush, you tend to miss the writing that's on the wall or... You don't miss it. You see it. Oh, no, no, we'll work that out later. But the reality of it is, is that writing on the wall is there for a reason. Pay attention to this. And there's writing on the wall for everybody, even the person that is the perfect person for you. There's writing on the wall and you have to pay attention to it because you have to look at that writing and and decide, can I do this? Is this a deal breaker? You know, what compromises can we make? And you have to allow them to see the writing on the wall concerning you, because we all bring stuff to the table, you know, and it's a matter of, can we deal with that stuff? Can we deal with it together, you know, Um, and not deal with it and fix it? Because some women go in there and they want to fix that man, you know, or some men go in there and think that, oh, well, I can fix it. You can't love hell out of people. You just truly can't love hell out of people. Yes. I can't love no change in no no man. Only he can change himself if he so wants to, but I can't love him into change. I can love him enough to make him want to love himself and want to change. But, um, I ain't going to invest that much time and energy if I got to do all that. Yes. I don't want to. And I was just thinking about that right when you said that about how we as women, and I'm talking about myself, Mm -hmm. are real guilty of seeing the sign pure as day and have, and the Lord showed you the sign, but you'll turn around and ask the Lord to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that showed you the sign of why you don't need to be with this man, but you're asking me to fix something that's not fixable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when it went when we heartbroken, Lord, why did I have to go through? Well, dummy, I told you. <laughs> I told <laughs> I you I showed you your not best friend told you. <laughs> Your auntie and them told you everything. And sometimes told you. even your children told you. Yes. <laughs> and then you didn't want to listen. I just love he. Girl. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? Men are just as guilty. Mm-hmm. Men are just as guilty. They see this woman and they just, this is the one, and blah, 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 blah. And they spend all their money and time on this woman, not realizing that she's spending uh time with Dick and Harry too. Ugh. And they spending their money on her too. And, so, uh, and don't forget, not only Dick and Harry, but she also sent Rodney, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike too. Come on. <laughs> <So>. And Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so let me, this is the thing, like, I'm curious as to your thoughts on um, these men that expect women to look like a dime piece like they want us to look like we crawled off of the cover of a magazine but yet they don't double standard i'm trying not to laugh real loud in the mic okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that is for man i think it's an ego trip i don't think it necessarily for themselves I think that's what they want their buddies to see and what mm-hmm. their family to see. They want them to see that this is what I accomplished, this 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 trophy on my orb, if you will, or whatever you want to call it. And they look like who did it or why and how come and, 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 why, and why not. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, don't expect me to wake up in the morning and look like I'm about to go to the Oscars Mm -hmm. and look like that all day and cook and clean and take care of the kids and go to work and come back and go to bed looking the same way. Those women in those movies that go to bed, that's not real life. I don't Mm -hmm. know any woman that looks like she got lip gloss and blush on when she go to sleep unless she was too tired to wash it off. Mm -hmm. And then when she wake up, sleep hoogers in my eyes when I wake up, my breath gonna stank when I wake up, my lips might be crusty, might even be a little drool spot there (laughs) when I wake up. My body might be crooked. (laughs) (laughs) They gotta understand, like, and you know, and the thing of it is is that at some point we all let our bodies go. You know, I know I've let, I let my body go once upon a time and then I had to work to get it back together. Cause it just, it let the let go wasn't Keisha wasn't working. So we had to get mm-hmm. to get back, but let me just tell you that, you know, it's all fine and good to look good. And this is the thing. Do I want a man that looks good? Yeah. I want a man that looks good, but can you hold a conversation with me? When our looks are no longer important, when we're 60, 70, 80 years old and we're sitting on the porch watching our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren play, can we still hold a conversation with one another? Do we have something in common? That's more important to me than you you looking like, I don't need you to look like Denzel. I don't need you to look like the latest and greatest bodybuilder. What I Mm -hmm. need you to do is I want you to be healthy. Yeah. And to take care of yourself so that you have longevity, you know, so that we can be in this together. But I don't, you don't got to look like Morris Chestnut. But if you do, I ain't complaining, but you don't have to, you know, so. Girl, I remember I dated this guy long, 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 time ago. And he was probably six, five, light-skinned, that dude, you know. He was nice looking and I remember he looked at me one day and said, I know why you with me. And I was like, why? He said, every woman wants a light skinned dude with curly hair. I instantly broke up with him. I was, cause it, I was ready to anyway. Cause his conversations was boo-boo. Mm-hmm. He was very self-absorbed. I found everything out, you know, in time. But when he said that, I was like, are you serious? Are you <laughs> serious? so no looks have nothing to do with it gentlemen sorry to let tell you it's nice it's great but that's not the be-all yeah looks will get you the first look it'll get my attention but can you keep my attention yeah keep my attention with your conversation you know um, because that's important that is yeah. important is I want to be able to hold an intelligent conversation. I want to be able to talk about what we see on the news, what's happening in the world, and you to have a clue, not yeah. just to what you see on TV or what you see on social media. Do you have historical information that we can discuss? Yeah. Do you even have street smarts? Right. Just and, and, and everyday and street smarts. <laughs> you ain't got to be hood. I don't need a thug. I, I definitely don't need or want a thug, you know, but, you know, I, I don't mind a little thug thizzle a witchy. But I need you to have some intelligence too. I need you to be an intelligent thug. Okay, <laughs> if you're gonna be my a thug. definition was always I want a thug in a suit. Oh, <laughs> there you go, I got it. <laughs> That's it. Bam! <laughs> That's the best of both worlds. A thug in a suit, <laughs> yes. Intelligent about on. his business, but can handle his business too. Yes, if need be. yes. I ain't gotta be the one that gotta fight for both of us. Listen. I'm just saying. And that reminds me of, um, what was that movie? I can't think of the name of the movie, but where the dudes did something and old girl was ready to fight them and her husband was like, no, come on, I'm trying to put her in the car. Um, what is the name of the movie? Oh my goodness, it will come to me at three o'clock in the morning, I'm sure. Right. But <laughs> But this is the thing. I need to know that my man has my back. Now, I don't want you out here fighting any and everybody, but if you have to defend me, I need to know that you can. Don't get it twisted though. These hands is nice. Come on now. And I am a card carrying, gun toting. Wow. Self protecting woman. However, comma, comma, I am happy to have my man take the lead and, and, and have my back and protect me. Right. As I say, don't let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So this has truly been, this has been awesome. Great conversation. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what more comes into play. I'm excited for you and Marcus. Tell us how long have y'all been together now? We got married 2018. So two years and All some right. change dating 2017, of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long, but not long, you know, but that's it's still good. good. I it's mean, good. it's good. And you are still going strong. And that's the thing It's like for people to see that love can come out of an online dating, you know, yes. option and and online dating is not again, just to repeat what we've already said, just because you're looking for a companion online does not mean that you're desperate. You may or may not find love, you may learn some, um, some lessons that teach you some things about discerning the about the people you meet so that you know what to look for and know what questions to ask. You know, I've had to learn to you. I have to ask the question, are you married? Because I remember meeting a guy and talking to him for like six months and I never asked the question. And this was when I was much, much younger. I was early twenties, but, um, like that you know that was just last week but um of course was (laughs) but you know I never asked the question are you married because I didn't think I needed to ask the question and then I learned that he was married Hmm. I'm like how dare you not tell me you were married and he was like well we're separated but we've decided we um we're considering working it out but how dare you not tell me that you were married you never asked that was his response. You never asked. Did I'm I sorry. need to ask? I, I, I didn't know that that was a requirement for me to have to ask a question about, have you made a commitment to another to be individual? with somebody? You know? yeah. and, and it wasn't even a situation of he was married, but he's in an open relationship. It's a, I'm married. My wife don't know nothing about you, but now I'm telling you because she's going to be in this area. So I, I need you not to come around. Wow. You know, Yeah. Trifling, he, he but um, dude. Okay. yeah, he got dropped like a bad habit. But um, yeah, dude. <laughs> but I mean, so you you just have to learn, like you learn different things in dating, whether it's dating online, physically meeting a person in the mall, at the bar, the club, at church, or wherever. You have to learn to take the time to get to know that person, and don't just listen to what they're saying. Let their actions tell you some things too. Yeah, because the problem I see men and women have is sometimes we're so eager to be in a relationship or have somebody to be booed up with that we don't take the time to listen to what's being said and paying attention to what's not being said. And it is important to make sure we're doing those things because once you connect yourself with somebody on that level and you get emotionally tied to that person, especially when you add sex into the to the mix, honey, you are connecting yeah. on levels that is going to keep you connected to that person for a very, very long time. So yes, be wise about connecting. Don't just connect just to be connecting. Be wise. Yeah. And my advice is even before you even start dating, just know who you are first. Uh, yes. know you for your good, your bad and your ugly and your indifferent. Cause until you are firm within yourself, there's no sense of bringing somebody else into the part into your equation. Don't even do it. Don't even bother. Absolutely, because then you just add mess on top of mess. Absolutely, you are definitely right about that. Um, it's important too because I can honestly say that um, when I came out of my marriage, I needed the three and a half four years that I took to just be by myself. And, you know, and I had people like, I don't know how you do it. I need, I need to be with somebody. I can't just not be, listen, I needed to be by myself because in that marriage, I lost the most important part of me, which was me. You know, yeah. I lost the love I had for myself and I needed to learn how to, to love me again, you know, and, and I was in a place where how can I love myself and I don't even like myself, yeah. you know? Um. So I had to learn to, to love myself, but also had to learn who was I, I didn't know who I was. I had lost my identity. I was a mother. I had been a wife. I had been a soldier. I had to learn, okay, Keisha, who are you? In absent of all these other things, who are you? Who are you as an individual? And I had to learn that and I had to take some time. and, And in that time, I found out that girl, I like you, like, look at this. Like, okay, you are creative. Are you right? <laughs> yeah. You creative. You a game changer. You got an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, there's a lot of things that were within me that were laying dormant or that I suppressed so that I could make my significant other feel comfortable, you know? And, um, and it, so it's important when you leave a relationship, take some time to heal So that you don't take that baggage to the next relationship. Yeah. You need to go on and take that bag, those bags, that baggage from that previous relationship and unpack it. Mm -hmm. Unpack it. Get rid of the stuff that no longer serves you. And then the things that do continue to serve you, pack it back and you'll find that you're carrying less baggage with you. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start dating, if you find yourself morph morphing into what they want you to be then you need to get out of that relationship run because you're not being true to yourself. And that just means you're going to constantly lose who you are. And then the next thing you know, you're not happy. And if you're not happy, then your relationship is going to fail anyway. Mm-hmm. So don't even go in there with them, with putting on makeup, take that makeup, walk in there with no makeup, with your tracks off, <laughs> be you. I don't mean that literally, y'all, because, you know, a girl need a wigs and her weave and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, this is another thing, too. You know, um, weave, wigs, makeup, you know, jewelry, all of those things are accents. You know, they are not, should we be wearing things to the point of where if I take it off, I'm completely and totally unrecognizable? No. But right. they're an accent, you know, to um, to our beauty. It's Yeah, it absolutely. It's an, access- an accessory. There's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but it is not, it doesn't define us. You have some men that get in their feelings behind a woman wearing a weave and this, and that they're like, oh, y'all out here trying to trick us. and this and It's not about tricking you, you know? Like if you understand a woman's hair, just like a woman who wears braids. Right now I have braids in. It is what is called a protective style. We are protecting our own natural hair, whether that hair is relaxed, hair whether it is in its natural kinky curly state we're protecting Mm -hmm. our hair from having to do so much manipulation to it um putting heat on it and things of that nature because that's how it gets dry it breaks off it falls out when we're doing too much to it so the weaves and all that stuff it is a great way of protecting our own hair Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes we don't want to wear our own hair out because like you said earlier, sometimes it don't cooperate, you know. Um, I'm natural, so I can walk outside. Well, I can go in my bathroom, do my hair, and it be cute. <laughs> Have all my little kinky curly going or my twist out going. But the moment I hit outside and I hit that Virginia humidity, Come on. Oof, I got a front. Yes. Yeah, and it I'm don't not so look up none under here. <laughs> And girl. it look and it was not an intended fro. <laughs> no, no, and and, and I'm I mean, like, can you just at least stay stretched out just for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um no, I'm curly too and natural and I haven't put a relaxer in my hair probably about eight years, but girl, it don't listen. So you know when the covet thing started, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wear my hair for a little while. Girl, I said, I can't. Mm -hmm. It's it's too much juices and berries I had to put in there to make it stay moist. And like you said, soon as you go out in the sun, it's a wrap. It's a complete wrap. And the shrinkage is real. So let me tell you, if you've ever paid attention, anybody's ever paid attention on social media and you're looking at the natural girls, you can have a natural girl who will look like she has a teeny weeny Afro, but when she stretched that hair out, it is down her back. Yes. The shrinkage is real. And that's what I'm working with. I'm working with hair that looks like I have a teeny weeny Afro, but then when I stretch it, I'm like, oh, armpit length, What? Come on, oh, I'm now. doing good here, but nobody will ever see that length until I straighten it out, and <laughs> I ain't gonna because it's too much work. And even if I did all that work, the moment I hit that humidity, mm-hmm. it's Don't gonna even shrink right on up. <laughs> Don't even matter. Or you have like Mitch Match hair, some straight hair, some curly hair, some wavy <laughs> exactly. hair. But, like, you know what? forget all y'all <laughs> and my so, hair is a representation of all of my ancestral history mm-hmm. <laughs> i have different <laughs> grades of hair in different spaces so all of my ancestral history is in my head every last bit the curly the kinky the nappy everything some straight too. <laughs> and we're going to talk about half the color because uh, i'm probably 50 50 gray no lie so <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I was so ready the other day. I saw a single gray in the front of my head and I was like, I'm going to pluck it. My mother and my daughter said the same thing. Go ahead. You're going to get two more. So I left it alone. Mm-hmm. Just hoping it to just go away on its own. It, 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 it realized, listen, I wanted to understand just like Corona is not welcome here. <laughs> going about you, your business. You. Come on, darlings was like, won't you just go gray? I was like, won't you just mind your business? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you go gray, leave me yeah. alone. Because <laughs> it's, it's real, that real pretty silver, 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 but mm-hmm. it's all over. It's mm-hmm. like, it's 50 50, so it doesn't make sense. It's not, so it just makes my hair look like, uh, like Al Sharpton, just, just, I I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I don't look old enough to be rocking it like that. So I know I'm going to be like my dad's hair. Cause his hair was like snow white and it was mm-hmm. gorgeous, but I don't know. Maybe when mm-hmm. I'm 99, I'll be like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll stop coloring it now. But right now mm-mm, can't do mm-mm. it. Nope. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. So, but men got that nerve though, because if they don't stop spray painting those beards in, I don't want to hear what they talk about on our weave. Listen, let me tell you, <laughs> and it's not just the beards. You got some of these guys, they hairline. <laughs> let it go. It's okay. Let it's it right. go. It's all right. Y'all trying to play connect the dots. Let it go. It's all right. We love you, ball. We love you, patchy. Because I just want to say this, in, true, in a true moment of transparency, we already know that it was sprayed on and we talking about it. So just, just let it yeah. go. We yeah. love you, you see... anyways, bruh. <laughs> the whole time I'm talking and I'm looking straight up at your hairline, <laughs> you know, I know, and I have a license, dear. So, you know, I know what's, what's, what's happening up there. Stop it. I'm be like, you know, they were so wrong. Why didn't you just give him some Rogaine? girl (laughs) just shave it off let it go you got a baby head you got a baby face it's okay and i'm gonna tell you i've had some brothers that i know who have recently shaved their heads for that very same reason their hairline is not doing what they wanted it to do anymore and they look nice with their head shaved. they look very very nice so it's not the end of the world you know what i'm saying so let it go bruh it's okay like you gotta like you Having your head shaved don't make you old. No, because men no. lose their hair at different stages and rates. So, yeah. come on, it's all right. But absolutely, yeah, that's it's it's sometimes it's like it's just too much. It's just not cute. Mm-hmm. And then when you sweat and you see a little black sweat <laughs> drop go down the side of your forehead, I look, can't. sir. Look, oh. sir. Here's a tissue. <laughs> your shoe polish is running fix it. Right. (laughs) So it has truly been a pleasure having you here. I'm not going to ask that same question that you asked me, but I'll be looking forward to it on the hundredth episode. Yeah. But um, y'all, like I said earlier, we have had, um, you've been listening to myself, Lakeisha Jones and Lillian Harshaw. Lillian is the podcast host for and owner for Worldly Church Girl Um, And listen, when you tune in, you will hear that she has guests ranging from musicians, um, professors, authors, motivational speakers, entrepreneurs, educators, physicians, self-made businessmen and women, and people of all diverse and professional backgrounds with the same thing in common. They're wanting to share their truths for the glory of God. So it has been an awesome, awesome conversation with you, Lillian. We've talked about online dating and some more. We even got to joke a little bit about the hairlines, the <laughs> painted hairlines. We still love y'all. <laughs> All in love. All but in you love. know, gotta add a little humor in there. But today we've just kind of talked about one of the many layers that comes with dating. Um, and we we wove in a few different things. But you'll be hearing more talking about dating and love and things of that nature as we're coming up so i just want to remind you that this you are tuned into ph balance i want you to be intentional and find your balance